So this is week seven in Generations in the Workplace. Um, and we're going to look at the whole gamut of information about generations. And what we're going to talk about what's a generation? Why do we care? Understand the different styles and actions, because in each case, having a gaining an understanding that will help us as we go through and try to conduct training sessions that have all four or five generations involved in it. How do we get along in the workforce? The, the whole overall dynamics will change in the workforce and the implications of different priorities. And you'll notice that between the priorities of baby boomers versus Gen X versus Gen Y. So we're going to talk about all those types of things as we get into the materials. We're going to be looking at generations and the generation basics and the and the, the impact that generations is going to have on our workforce as we start to move forward uh, from a training standpoint. So what's a generation? Uh, there are groups that we can group together that have shared birth years. They, uh, because of that, then they have commonality. They have similar types of activities, similar experiences. Um, throughout their uh, age or, or throughout their years of, of uh, being around in the workforce and with families and children and uh, common sense right now, they're saying 1.9 children, maybe. Maybe that's wrong, it depends. Um, that, that number is constantly changing and especially it changes by the area uh, demographics as to where you are. Today, this is 2015 chart, but it, it talks about the different types of things we're going to talk about. The first group on the right, and we'll go right to left rather than left to right, is the silent generation um, or the matures. They're called both. They were born in 1925 to 1945. Then we have the millennials. These are, are many of these are your would be your grandparents conceivably. Gen X, 1965 to 1980, that group. The millennials, 81 to 97, and then Gen Z, Generation Z, from 98 to 2015. Now they're coming up with a new name for from 2016 forward, and there's lots of different groups, but we're going to exclude that because that group's not in the workforce today. They're not impacting the workforce. So we're not gonna worry about that because you're not, not gonna need to worry about changing those folks for quite a while. Um, the generations you need to, to, and this is a picture of multiple groups and, it, and it, I'm trying to signify or get across the different types of ways they've looked at it. Think about it, your, your grandparents, let us say, had books, they didn't have TVs available to them, okay? They listened to the radio or they read books, whereas then you walk through, so you go from books to black and white TVs to color TV to then computers and iPads and streaming and that whole sequence. But it's important to understand the way that these interrelationships all spin out. Um, why should we worry? We have, it says four, we have five generations now uh, or close to it in the workforce. We have the baby boomers that are leaving conceivably. Um, and so the workforce is aging out. Um, 
we have right today, millennials have more individuals in the workforce than the baby boomers. Um, and that just came about in the last two years. We have people retiring, so the labor pool's shaking, changing. The pro uh, proportion of female workers is growing. So there's a lot, a huge amount of de demographics that are going on that we're gonna be talking about as we go through the, the entire session. So in this small video segment, we're going to talk about matures. They're also called the silent generation. These are individuals that um, will be your great grandparents, possibly, maybe your grandparents. Okay. They value duty, honor, and the country. They went through, um, most of them went through the uh, parts of World War II or the um, Korean conflict back in the early 50s. Um, they were, were united under the We First technology or We First methodology of worrying about trying to be make things better. They had hard times, very difficult times they went through, and then they had prosperity, which is good. Tremendous amount of national pride. Tremendous amount of national pride that you need to be aware of. Uh, what they bring to the team. They, by and large, have good interpersonal skills. You're going to get frustrated with them from a training standpoint. They have good work ethics. They're going to show up to work. They may struggle with diversity and they may struggle with technology. Think about, you know, some of the folks that, that um, your great-grandparents or even your grandparents may struggle with bits of technology. Uh, the solid generation, again, FDR, Social Security started for them when they were very young. World War II, the first computers, the American dream. Here's images that you may or may not have, have seen before. Bill Cosby or Bing Cosby and uh, the White Christmas. Um, they went through a, the parts of them went through the depression or the post-depression when things were uh, starting to come around. So the, the, this, I'm just trying to set the stage for, the, for where they're coming from in that regard. The baby boomers. Obviously the baby boomers are, um, by and large, they're probably gonna be your grandparents, maybe, um, in that regard. Uh, they grew up in the, the conflict the United States went through with civil rights. They can definitely, all of them can associate with John F. Kennedy and the assassination, the Cuban Missile Crisis, Woodstock, the moon landing, Xerox copying came about. And then the, the, the other biggie was um, Vietnam and the implications of Vietnam as the country was kind of torn in that space. The uh, Beatles were big in that, in that era as well. Um, a lot of prosperity um, that was coming around. The, the tremendous amount of work ethic. They would rather, if they knew they needed to work today and miss something for that's important to their children, they're, they're going to work. They, were, they, they know they need to go out and get a job and keep a job, and that's the highest priority for them. Um, success is largely visible through trophies, plaques, and lifestyles. You think about this is the group that were the parents that started where everybody gets participation awards. 
they're workaholics in that regard. It's not unusual for them to, to work six days a week, seven days a week, whatever it's going to take to support their family. And, and that's, that's the thing you need to think about in terms of the baby boomers and their work ethic. It's a hugely important issue for them. What they bring to the table, to the team, is they're driven and they're service-oriented. By and large, they're good team players. They, they uh, want to be on a team, and they will work hard to make, make sure everybody's successful. Areas of, that they may have problems with is, is dealing with conflict. And then they're also not good about telling you uh, or self-promoting themselves. They don't talk about how good they are. That's The team did it, and, and we don't need to worry about self-recognition in that regard. So that's a little bit about the baby boomers and how things are evolving with them or how things evolve with them. Gen X. The interesting part about Gen, Gen X is a lot of people feel that they were kind of left out. Uh, they're the smaller, um, from a population standpoint, compared to millennials and baby boomers. Um, they, they are moving away from the thought process that the company owes you things, okay? They have no common heroes. There was no, no wars that they fought that they can align themselves with. Um, they had to learn, by and large, to fend for themselves in that regard. Um, and I said, and, and like you said, the, the, and as I said, Gen X and millennials are told by their parents, go out and find a good job that makes you happy. The important thing there is that makes you happy, okay, in terms of Gen X. And, and so they, they um, were cynical, questioning everything um, from a team standpoint or working with them or training them. Um, you, uh, they're open to receive feedback. They're good at networking. Um, they are job movers where, where they're going to jump from one job to another, uh, generated generation X again was the energy crisis, um, in the eighties Watergate, uh, and where we had, uh, president Nixon resign, uh, the challenger disaster. If, if if you don't know what that is, go out and look, because I think you find it interesting. The fall of the Berlin Wall um, and where that came about. Huge amounts of corporate layoffs that they were dealing with you know, in terms of that. And then obviously from a technology standpoint, the first PCs that really were, were reasonable that you could start to use. So we look at all the different groups. We have the, the baby boomers, the Gen X, the Generation Y. September11generation.com. These are all terms that millennials are using, but they they kind of slide in between the Gen Xers because the the these are the children of the Gen Xers and how that all came about. So we'll go from there and then we'll we'll the next session we'll start with will be on uh, millennials. Millennials, they're the largest employee group now they just passed baby boomers about a year and a half ago 
in terms of the amount of, of individuals in the workforce. Um, they associate with the internet. They came about during that, that era, the Oklahoma City, Bob, uh, Oklahoma City, uh, City Bob, bombings. Combine was part of that, September 11th. There's a lot of things here that, are, that they can recognize and associate with um, in terms of the things that were going on in their lifetime. Um, they're very optimistic individuals, groups, uh, focal, and uh, they like to be busy. They uh, acknowledge and admire selective authority, not all authority. Um, they think matures are cool parents too. I'm not sure I buy into that notion, but that's, that's uh, one way of looking at, at it. And the relationship with their boss is extremely important. important. They're looking for feedback, positive feedback from their superiors. You need to be aware of that as you go through and, and try to deal with um, training them and then supervising them. You know, again, they were born 1980 to 2000, roughly that time frame. Um, one of the largest influential years or group of years. Um, the early Reagan years to um, the early Clinton years, and then the teens of Combine. And, and com if, if you don't know, know what Combine is, you need to go and look about it. You need to understand some of these terms I'm using as I talk about the different generations. You need to be aware of what they are. We may have some folks in class that fall into this category compared to some of the others. Generation Y, it's the current, the, the most recent one in the workforce. Deal, they deal with digital media, world events, terror, terrorism. Uh, they like structure, they're multi multiculturalisms in terms of that. They've dealt with the OJ Simpson trial, a little bit of the Monica Lewinsky scandals, um, going the, the Y2K, going from the 1900s to the 2000 in their in their uh, birth years and what all went on with that uh, in that regard. They've dealt with terror terrorism on September the 11th, which is, has been phenomenal for anybody to go through in that regard. But those are some of the things that, that cause them to do and look at things the way they look at them. They, they like the the an informal and fun workspace. They expect immediate feedback. If they do something um, right away, they want to get, they want to know about it. They want you as a supervisor to say, nice job and mean it. And then tell them why they did what they did and what that meant for them. They love incentives. Um, they're very loyal in that regard. They're confident, goal achieving oriented, civic minded, as it says, they, um, there are a lot of things they're, they're described as optimistic if practical. They believe in the future and the role they have. They know they're going to be able to play a role in the future of where we are. And they'll, they'll be glad to tell you how they're going to go about doing that. Uh, they're good at multitasking. They appreciate diversity. Uh, they have strong parental con attachments and they need much, much more recognition. So that's another area where you, you're going to need to think about how you deal with 
rewards for your where you're a supervisor as well as rewards for within the class environment. So generation in the workplace. We've talked about uh, giving you different insights into each one of the generations. Now we now we need to start thinking about what's the implication for this in, in the work environment. You know, this is a chart I showed you before about the number of individuals that the population, and you can see where millennials are uh, now exceeding the baby boomers. It's even more so in terms of the work, workforce and where they're at, but you need to think about different types of things. Veterans, which is also the matures, um, you can see here uh, that, uh, and baby boomers in terms of, of birthright education as an example, you know, baby boomers, it's a birthright. Gen X, it's, it's a way to get there. And Generation Y, it's an incredible expense. So they look at things differently. You know, dealing with money, uh, veterans or matures, you put it away and you save it and you pay cash for stuff. Baby boomers buy now, later, by and large, was buy now and pay later. Gen X was cautious save and conservative, whereas Generation Y is, let's spend it now because we need to spend it. You look at, again, the same types and different terminologies, veterans or matures, nexus or gener generation uh, uh, Y. So you can you look at the different groups, but work ethic, I think, is, is important. Veterans are dedicated. Boomers are driven. Xers want balance and Nexers are determined. Pulling together leadership styles. I mean, these are all things that you need to be aware of as you start to think about how you're going to lead these individuals as well as um, provide training for them because they have different needs. Looking, look, your communication style is collaborative. Learning style is classroom versus facilitated versus independent. And then Gen, Gen Y is collaborative and networking. Training is continuous and it's expected. So these are all types of things that you need to be aware of in terms of how we're moving forward with this stuff. And, and again, some of these slides or some of this data is a little old, but uh, it tells the story, which is what I was, reason why I used it. Um, traditionalist is change and change equals that something's wrong and which is, those are matures. Boomers has changed, but we're gonna be cautious with it. Gen X is, is the change and there's opportunities and generation Y is there's change and it's gonna be improvement oriented. And so that's very, that's, that's a, a key component. Uh, and the millennials are even more so the, the improvement oriented uh, aspect. For every two experienced workers leaving the workforce, one enters. So that tells us what's gonna happen in the future and as it relates to our workforce. We're, we're constantly seeing a reduction in the total numbers. Now, one piece of that is that baby boomers are working longer. They're staying in the workforce longer instead of retiring like their, 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 uh, their parents did. So that's gonna impact you um, because jobs aren't necessarily gonna open up as quickly. So you just need to be aware of what the implications are. 
And we'll talk a lot about when we actually go through and do designing the training design as to what that means in that regard. Myths and realities. I love this section because it, it, it tells you, gets you thinking, I hope. Miss oldest workers are biding their time to retirement. They're just waiting around. They can hardly wait to retire. And in reality, older workers want and need to continue to work as you're seeing that. There are older workers that younger folks are saying, leave, I want, I want your job, leave. And they're not willing to leave. Working at age 65 and then retiring is becoming less common. One of the reasons for that is how Social Security has been handled. One of them is a couple of the crashes that we've had and that have, have destroyed individuals' retirement savings so that they don't have the ability to retire in, with this uh, livable format from a financial standpoint. That's starting to change, but we, can, we still see some of that. How many people that you know that are 65 to 70 that are still working, that want to be in the workforce? They enjoy working. That, see, the thing of it is, is the, and that's the baby boomers. The thing with the baby boomers is they associate their self-image with the jobs they do or their work. So there's an image issue there. Older workers are less productive. In reality, older workers are as productive as a younger worker. And, and now that may not be from a physical standpoint, but you think about the amount of knowledge or information of, of implied knowledge or historical knowledge about a certain piece of equipment or a certain piece of a, a machinery in the manufacturing, the shop floor, and who knows more about it? It's, it's the folks that have been using it for many years. Recruiting, what are we going to do? This is where it really gets in, in, impactful because we get, we, there's less people in the workforce. We want to, uh, transfer that knowledge okay the people that are coming in the workforce want flexible schedules and they want to be concerned about flexible schedules so the issues are how do we handle recruitment work schedules that i just talked about training and that knowledge transfer between the baby boomers as they leave and the, the folks that are falling behind compensation and technology these are key issues in terms of how you use it Okay, and how you go through it. I'm a baby boomer, so I can I can relate to the baby boomers and say that I remember seeing, and, and I've got a uh, in my basement. I'll share a story with you. I've got about 15 different laptops, all the IBM uh, Lenovo ThinkPads since they started that I that I've used in my work environment over the years. I haven't got rid of them yet. That's a, there's a logic behind that that you need to think about because that, that's, that's part of me. That's what I do. Time on the job. Insurers, their work ethic is by punching the clock, the time clock. Boomers, they're workaholics. Gen X, what does it matter when I work as long as I get the job done? And, and that's exactly the attitude is if I'm there five hours or if I'm there 10 hours, if I get the job done, it doesn't really matter. Millennials' thought process is it's five o'clock and I have another life to get to. I need to leave. So the work-life balance is important. Matures are interested in, in flexible hours now that they're working. May, they, they may not want to work 40 hours. They may want to work 20 hours. Boomers are 
are, is the reward worth the cost? I'm going to continue to be a workaholic. Gen X, the balance is very important. Millennials, it's lifestyle versus promotion. And where does that right mix fit in terms of how we move along? So, so thinking about it, um, people will say they have no work ethic. They're a bunch of slackers. Which generation do you think they're talking about? I can't work on set. And in, the, in this case, we're talking about millennials, sorry. In this case, I can't work on Saturday. I have a soccer game. What, which generation? Again, it's, it ties in with the millennials um, and Gen X as to where their priorities are. And their priorities are to go out and spend time with their family. So family is more important than the other format. So the benefits of understanding generation differences, more effective communication, increased recruiting and employee retention. We have the ability that we can use this as a tool, motivating employees. And we're going to talk about a whole section on motivation, increased productivity and, and teamwork and, and being adaptive and willing to work extra, extra time. And if you look here, here's a chart. Uh, it's from 2009 and boomers, 20 willingness to work extra hours. 29% said yes. Gen X said 40, Gen Y said 48 out on, on a 50 point scale to working the extra hours. So you can see where the thought process is as we work, as we're working for it. So I've gone through a lot of information on the generations. We're going to use all this information as we go and start designing later on our training courses.